LBC News. Well, let's update you with some more uh, breaking news. This uh, highly emotional uh, and very angry uh, news conference following the uh, Texas school shootings on Tuesday. Our US correspondent Simon Marks is with us now. Uh, Understatement to say it's emotional and angry, really, Simon. Well, I've never heard anything like it, Nick. I mean, I have never heard or seen a greater betrayal of children, parents and teachers by a police force in any democracy anywhere in the world. And if this is what we know on Friday afternoon, you know, and the shooting only happened on Tuesday, imagine what we're going to know in a week's time or a month's time as these investigations continue. But it is absolutely apparent from the news conference that we've just listened to uh, from Director Steve Craw of the Texas Department of Public Safety. No, it really is called that. It is absolutely apparent that there was a completely catastrophic collapse of police protocols as officers attempted to deal with the scene at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, where that 18-year-old gunman had managed to gain entry to the school entirely unobstructed and was then barricaded inside a fourth-grade classroom in which he slaughtered 19 children, most of them the age of 10, some 9- and 8-year-olds in there as well, and two teachers who were trying to protect them. And in uh, Director Craw's own telling at the microphones in Uvalde uh, a short while ago, this was a total failure at the scene by the incident commander who was in charge of the response. It was considered, okay, the decision was made on the scene. I wasn't there, but at the same point in time, you know, a decision was made that this was a barricaded subject situation. There was time to retrieve the keys and wait for a tactical team with the equipment to, to go ahead and breach the door and take on the subject at that point. That was the decision, that was the thought process at that particular point in time. What can you tell parents that were here waiting and asking for the police to go in? There was 19, like I said, there was 19 officers in there. In fact, there was plenty of officers to do whatever needed to be done, with one exception, is that the, the incident commander inside believed they needed more equipment and more officers to do a tactical breach at that point. That's why BORTAC was requested on the scene as soon as they were there. They executed a search, or at least a, a dynamic entry, and went in. And, uh, of course, that was not until 12, that was not until 1257. Now, you heard him there say that entry to the classroom came at 12.57 and the timing of all of this is critical because the gunman walked into the building at 11.33 or 11.34. So he's in there for the best part of 75, 80 minutes. Uh, And during that point, uh, Director Craw read some of the uh, transcripts of the calls to 911, the American equivalent, of course, of 999, that were coming from teachers 
and children inside one of the barricaded classrooms with, at one point, uh, a child on the telephone to 911 operators, I think, at roughly quarter past or 20 past 12. So 35 minutes before this thing was brought under control, a child begging police to come into the building and to rescue the children and the teachers that were stuck in that classroom. The director insisted that some of the people who had made those 911 phone calls had survived this onslaught, although he refused to be drawn as to how many of the callers had survived and how many died while police were engaged in this absolutely shamefully botched operation and he acknowledged that it was perfectly possible that there had been children and again we're talking about eight nine and ten year olds in that classroom who might have been saved even if they were suffering life-threatening injuries who might have been saved if police had breached the door of the classroom earlier when there's kids in the room why wasn't there an entry because it was believed like i said at the time that that the subject was stationary, barricaded. There was no risk to other children. Again, on retrospect, from where I'm sitting right now, clearly there was kids in the room. Clearly, okay, they're at risk. And, and oh, by the way, even when he go back to shooting, there may be kids that are injured. Okay, they may have been shot but injured. And it's important for life-saving purposes to immediately get there and, and render aid. And then, in what was arguably the most jaw-dropping moment of this press appearance by Director Steve Craw of Texas uh, Department of Public Safety, uh, a reporter pointed out to him that this news briefing was assuredly being watched by many of the families of those people uh, who died and those children who died in Uvalde on Tuesday. Did he feel that he owed them an apology? Here was his response. If I, if I thought it would help, I would apologize. Okay, but, but, hey, but, hey, let me, hey, but let me, let me say this. Hey, let me, let me say this. Hey, when you go back to the timeline, again, I want to go back and, and I'm not defending anything, but you go back to the timeline, there was a barrage. Hundreds of rounds were pumped in in four minutes, okay, into those two classrooms. Then anything else, any firing afterwards was sporadic and it was at the door. So the belief is that there may not be anybody living anymore and that the subject is now trying to keep law enforcement at bay or entice them to come in to suicide by contact. I understand that. I've reported that. So the theory that they were working on, he says at the scene, was that the suspect had basically finished all of his killing. They wouldn't have any idea whether any of the people were wounded and still alive, but they came to the conclusion that the suspect was trying to achieve what they referred to there as suicide by cop. In other words, he was waiting for the police to burst through the door uh, and kill him. I mean, the most astonishing display uh, of betrayal towards those children in the school, the teacher the families outside berating police, urging them to move in and try and save their children. He still couldn't provide any uh, information as to whether those reports are, are actually correct. Reports that parents were threatened with tasers uh, or gas as they continued to uh, gather uh, in fury outside the grounds of the school. But all of this fueling the notion that this was an entirely botched operation, that lives may well have been 
been lost that could otherwise have been saved and further fueling the notion that the last people who are qualified to investigate what happened in Texas on Tuesday are the representatives of the Texas Department of Public Safety, which is why one uh, rep- uh, Democrat in the uh, House of Representatives, uh, Joaquin Castro of Texas here in Washington, has already said that he believes the FBI needs to lead the inquiry into what occurred. I think there will be uh, the beginnings of discussion soon about whether there shouldn't be some kind of uh, presidential commission or congressional commission of inquiry to get to the bottom of all of this. But imagine the horror of what those families have gone through anyway, and now they have to listen to that explanation from the head, essentially, of the law enforcement agency in Texas, the Texas Department of Public Safety, about how his officers, his men, and other law enforcement agencies absolutely, completely failed to protect the lives they were supposed to be defending. Absolutely incredible. Simon, many thanks indeed, uh, our Washington correspondent there, uh, Simon Marks. LBC News.